0: Welcome to the Person and the Power Podcast with Pastor Tim Johnson, as he invites us to cultivate a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living and loving God. After 25 years of ministry, Pastor Tim's desire is that all of us would experience both the Spirit's transformational intimacy and the supernatural activity in our daily lives. Now, here's Pastor Tim. So my toe help me appreciate the resurrection to come. My toes help me appreciate the resurrection that is promised to me. So my wife is already tuned off of this podcast. She, she does not necessarily like my toes. My wife loves me. My wife is in love with me. We have hot chocolate every, uh, most every uh, night at 9.30. It's our hot chocolate time. Uh, winter, spring, summer, or fall, we have hot chocolate uh, time to talk and to pray and to connect and to cuddle and to share. And um, before she goes to bed, before I do usually. So, but uh, so my wife loves me, but she probably has already tuned off because she thinks, okay, if he's going to talk about his toes, I'm out. So her toes. Let me turn the let me flip the tables on her if she's still listening, but. My wife's toes are amazing. I mean, literally, she and some of you have these crazy flexible toes where each toe moves individually. I don't even know what world you, are. I don't know what planet you're from, but but she could actually like pick up pencils with her toes and she can curl her toes and move them almost individually. Um, and again, beautiful, incredible toes my wife has, unlike mine. <laughs> and God bless Olivia. Uh, Olivia, our youngest, has inherited my toes. She tells me about it quite often. I had to inherit dad's toes. Well, I inherited my dad's toes, and so toes, my toes, are, are just, they kind of move all in a row. <laughs> the, the pinky toe is just there. I mean, it's, it's fine. If I have feeling and everything else, but they're, not, they're, they're just simply one unit, and I, you know, I think it's kind of cool. They, my my toes operate as a team. <laughs> They're just a team. They're in unity, the left team and the right team. <laughs> so, but my toes have been through it. I'm telling you, uh, I've got, um, uh, I've had some broken toes. I've had some um, um, uh, sprained toes. I've got some uh, again the toes that I, I do have uh, that uh, are have been broken. Or, you know, now the nail has come off. <laughs> my wife, if she wasn't off the podcast, is now off the podcast. So, I, I'm a sock wearer. Anybody else out there a sock wearer? I'm not a big fan of bare feet. Um, I just, my feet are pretty sensitive and, and tender. Um, I, will t- I I will say this, the bottom of my feet, pretty soft, pretty soft. My wife has even said from time to time, <laughs> whenever... Whenever she touches my feet, (laughs) your 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 feet are soft. The bottom of your feet are really soft, but and they're also sensitive. So I don't do a lot of barefoot walking, uh, which means, of course, I have a beautiful tan uh, from ankle up. (laughs) So from ankle down, you know, pasty white. You know, but that's just kind of how I roll with socks. And so, um, but with um, so, if and when I take off my socks uh, there's my, both of my toenails, my big toenails have been, uh, unfortunately are, are no longer there. <laughs> They're kind of growing back. I mean, 59 years old. I don't know how much growth is left in a toenail. Some of y'all are thinking, I don't even know where this podcast is going. Hang with me. All right. Hang with me. It, it, it gets much, much better, but if this is, I know this is a little weird here, but, but, but again, I go back to the, and preface it with the statement, my toes Provide for me a great hope of the resurrection to come. Okay, some of you are already ahead of me here, but so um, again, uh, I got kind of uh, team toes where they all (laughs) move in unison, Um, kind of smaller, stubby toes. I don't have the long, beautiful, kind of agile toes that my wife has, and other people I'm sure have. Uh, And I have played basketball, I have flipped tires. Uh, 480 pound tires that have fallen on my toes. I have stubbed my toes a thousand times playing sports um, and working out and running all the thousands of miles I've done and running. So my toes are just simply kind of, yeah, my toes are there and and that's about it. Lately, they've been hurting a lot. And so they remind me of a promise to come. All right. And I don't know how many aches and pains you've got in your life. Uh, I, I remember... And I've shared this story before. I'll share it here. Some of you know this story really well. And you might have to go on cruise control for just a few minutes. But I remember uh, really the first real big issue I had with my toe wasn't very long ago. Uh, actually, it was probably just about 10 years ago. But I was in Colombia. I was on a beach in Colombia. And there's a team from the USA working with a team of Colombians. Beautiful, beautiful mission trip. We decided to have... Uh, Sunday afternoon after church team, USA team, Columbia Olympics. And so we had a couple of different things going on. We had a lot of fun. Well, we had a relay race. And the relay race pit the Americans against the Colombians. We were on sand, uh, barefoot, of course. And uh, we would run to the one piece of driftwood. That's the problem. The one piece of driftwood that was in the middle. Uh, and we would run to that. We'd have to circle around it, come back, and then we would relay. We'd tag the person waiting, and they would run. I think there were five, maybe six people on each team. I was number five. I was not the anchor leg, but uh, Ethan Wright. Ethan Wright. Some of you may know Ethan Wright um, uh, was the anchor. All right, and I knew that if we had any kind of a lead at all, Ethan was going to blow. Yeah, he was going to win. He was going to win for us. So, but I was fifth, and we were uh, behind by the time I got tagged. Now, the fifth partner on the Colombian team. Uh, happened to be uh, our precious translator, Marcella. Now today she is Marcella Booth. She is a dear and precious uh, mother of three and a wife of Caleb Booth. She attends Firmers Chapel here, and she's a wonderful, beautiful woman of God. But even beautiful women of God have sordid pasts. So we're on the beach, and here we are. Uh, I get she gets tagged first. So Marcella gets tagged first. She's a I don't even know, probably in her uh, mid-20s, maybe, maybe late 20s, something like that. But uh, she's a young pup. I'm 40, maybe 48, 49. I don't think I'm 50 yet. So I think probably 10 years ago, 8 to 10 years ago at least. And so she gets tagged. Just a few seconds later, I get tagged and I start running. Now, uh, I'm not the fastest runner, but I run and I can, I, I think I can be a powerful runner for a short distance, okay? Again, I do, uh, I do tire flips, I do tire drags, I do a lot of crossfit, so I think, for the most part, I have relatively powerful legs to, to kind of at least run relatively short distance in a powerful kind of burst, okay? So, I made some ground up, and by the time that I was at the, uh, the, the piece of driftwood, so a big, long, piece of driftwood stuck in the sand, sticking straight up. By the time I arrived there, I was basically caught up with Marcella and Marcella knew it. How do I know she knew it? Hmm. She shoved me off course. Oh, you can ask her. Oh, you can ask her. And don't let the beautiful uh, brown eyes of this beautiful Colombian woman uh, fool you. Oh, no, no. Don't let her kind of flash, uh, beat, you know, beat the eyelids and, and just say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor Tim. Uh, but so she, we, we know we have witnesses and God of the universe is the ultimate witness. So we're coming around that piece of driftwood and she shoves me literally takes her left arm and shoves me. All right. Gives me a good chicken wing. Gives me, gives me, gives me a good shove. And I go off track off of the beach that had been cleared and was relatively clear of all obstacles, except for that big, long piece of driftwood sticking up as as our marker, pushed me into the area of the beach that did have still driftwood all scattered around it. So I've got my momentum going. I didn't want to stop because I'm the fifth leg of six, and I've I've got to think. Okay, I've at least got to 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 be just a few seconds behind Marcella. I wanted to be there at the same time, but now I'm going to be behind. So I've got to at least uh, keep on going. So I keep running, even though I'm off the course, even though I'm no longer in the main uh, the main path of the, the main strip of of the race course that we've designated as the race course. So I'm in this patch of some seagrass and, and some and some debris and driftwood. So here's this piece of driftwood. I see it right in front of me. And it's got two or three different uh, branches coming off of it. And I'm thinking, I think I can hurdle this. Now, I never hurdled in high school. I'm 48, 49 years old at the time, 10 years ago, whatever. So I don't know why I thought I could hurdle it. But I had I um, I had uh, I had adrenaline flowing. I had momentum. And I was in the middle of a USA versus Columbia um, Olympic gold medal race. All right. So I was, so my competitive juices were going, going, going. And so there's no way I was going to stop, stop, stop. So I kept on going and I hurdle, I hurdle this piece of driftwood. Now, if I were telling the story in person, usually I say that the the driftwood was about five foot high and I, I I hurdled a five foot high piece. It was, it was maybe, I don't know, eight, two feet, maybe two feet. I don't know. So let's just say it was two feet. Let's just say it was two feet. You know, how about three feet? Three, two feet (laughs) sounds really bad, doesn't it? I think I can jump over two feet. Let's go three, 36 inches, right? So let's go, let's go that. It could have been two and a half. I don't think it was two. I really have to believe it was three. I think I could, even right now at age 59, I think I can jump over a three foot obstacle. Okay. Whatever the case, so we can make it four. Now we'll stop at three, three foot. 36 inches. Let's just make sure we're so we're clear here. Give you the visual. This is where I'm jumping over a piece of driftwood in the middle of a race, let's call it three feet, 36 inches. I hurdled all 35 inches of it. Yeah, I didn't clear it. The big toe tagged the branch and thus began my toe journey. Of losing nails, of uh, being broken and being uh, being just—they're just not pretty toes. So that that started now. Just to give you the kind of the epilogue here a little bit, um, I did actually continue running with extreme pain and yes, with a broken toe, and I actually finished tied with Marcella. Ethan, as I knew he would, my boy. He brought home the gold. He raced around that driftwood and sprinted home. And uh, USA, USA, you anyway. So we, we, um, but thus began this journey of my toes. Uh, I got a great podiatrist, and I we talk all the time about uh, our exploits. And he's a runner, and uh, we've you know, he's done triathlons, and he's done different. He crossfits. Great guy. And uh, we talk all the time about our exploits when I go there, and he kind of takes care of my toes every now and then because they need taken care of. <laughs> all right, so I think my wife might have just jumped back on because maybe we give the we give the clearance that no more we're not going to talk about toes anymore. Kind of. Let's turn to the verse, shall we? <laughs> so here it is, and we're looking at uh, three verses, but but it's really one theme. Two, three verses right tucked away here. So if you remember, last week we talked about creation groaning. Some might say groaning. Some might say it like you actually are groaning, like creation groaning. What is that? Is that? Ama, ama, uh, oh my gosh, what's that word? anamanopia? Uh, is that right? When you say the word the way it sounds, so like say a hiss. I don't know what that's called, but anything, whatever it is, somebody smarter than me has already said, it's this, Pastor Tim. So, but you can almost say the word groan and make it sound like it sounds, you know? All creation is groaning, right? All creation is groaning, right? You can say that, right? So, look at verse 23, all right? So, again, verses 19 through 22. Last week, we talked about all of creation is groaning, right? Verse 23, listen to this. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, has a foretaste of future glory. So so we groan. We'll come back to that because Paul comes back to that. But it says, even though we have the Holy Spirit as a foretaste, oh, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory is mine. Come on. Um, And and, and so the Holy Spirit, one of the jobs, one of the duties, one of the responsibilities, one of the privileges of the Holy Spirit within us, friends, is to remind us of a future glory. So not just to give us power, and not just to give us gifts, and not just to help us with ministry, and yes, all that, amen, and amen, and and amen on all of that. But also, just as important, to give us a foretaste of the glory to come, of a future glory. So We can ask, what is that future glory? Good question. For we long, listen to this, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. Now, there's a lot more to verse 23 here, but let's just stop for just a second. I'm 59 years old. Um, I'm on a good path right now of getting some healing back in my life. I've had a little bit of a season, if I'm honest. If I'm being transparent right now, I've had a season where I've had some hard knocks here in, in, in this old body. Uh, again, only 59, but there's been some things happening in my body I haven't really appreciated and liked, and so I'm on a good path now of, of getting some healing. But I will tell you, um, and I've been blessed. I've been so blessed. Um, uh, one of those frustrating things has been a cataract surgery that I don't think turned out the way it was advertised, for me at least. Um, it, was a, uh, it was a trauma cataract. Everybody say trauma. And everyone say it wasn't old age. Thank you. So, but an old age cataract apparently, or an age cataract, a normal aging cataract apparently is cone shaped, is what I understand. Trauma cataract is more of a starburst shape. So guess what? It's going to heal differently. So as I've been reading and researching, so what I've heard, you know, I've heard stories of cataract uh, surgeries for many times in churches and friends and and ministry partners. And and what they'll say is, oh yeah, I had cataract surgery three days later, two days later, I could see better than ever. Not my story. (laughs) It's not my story right now. Again, transparent. Woo! Uh, This right eye uh, is blurrier than ever looking uh, uh, long distance and short distance. I've never had this vision like this impaired to this degree. Uh, Now, what I'm hearing is the surgery was perfect and it's set up to heal perfectly. But guess what I'm gonna to have to do? Wait. Again, I'm trusting that in a few more months. It's only been a month. That's it's a month actually um uh, uh this week so uh if you're listening to it on Friday August the fourth is that would that be right? If you're listening to August the Friday August the fourth it would be a week um, from this past Wednesday August the second and so that's uh, been a month. So I've got you know it could be another few months. Could be up to a year. Oh pray against that but so all this to say, I groan, I long for my eye to see again. And I know, listen, I, I know I'm blessed. I know I'm blessed. I know people have some, they, they're on struggle buses for their vision. I know, um, I know folks who are struggling with blindness. And, and I know that. I, I'm not, please hear me. I know that. But in, in my own body, in my own body, it, it's frustrating to lose vision where you always had vision. Amen. And so I long for a day when my vision is completely healed. Amen? So Paul goes on to say, we long for our bodies to be released. Some might say released from sin and suffering. Paul and all so many other writers, they equate sin with suffering, suffering with sin. Listen, we're not sick because we sin necessarily. We are sick because of sin. There's a big difference. Sometimes we think that, you know, and even oh, you know, remember John 9 when uh, the disciples asked Jesus, this blind man who sinned, him or his parents? And Jesus said, "Uh, neither. You know, there's another answer. So sin, we're not sick because we sin necessarily. Sometimes, sometimes, but that's not the case all the time. But we are sick and we are suffering because of sin. Sin brings suffering. All right, make sense? Listen to this. We too, we too wait with eager hope somebody say eager. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children we're almost there we're almost at the we're almost at this because we go all the way back to uh that we've been groaning um uh so we as creation uh we believers groan because we have a f- there's but, but the holy spirit within us has given us a what a what a what a foretaste of glory he's given us a foretaste we're about ready we're about 25 words into this verse and we're almost ready to find out Ooh. Here's the foretaste of the glory, the foretaste. What, what What is that glory that Paul specifically is talking about here? We almost find out, but first he says, we will be given our full rights as adopted children. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago with adoption. We are going to be given the full rights to be as the, as the adopted children of God. And part of the full rights, it says, comma, including the new bodies. He has promised us. Come on, somebody, say hallelujah, amen. Anybody out there looking for a new body, anybody out there praising God already for the new body, we're going to get anybody out there tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired in our elbows and our knees and our, yes, toes and feet and hands and head and back and eyes, come on. Anybody else say ready to say, praise God, bring on the new bodies. This is part of our this is part of the hope. Come on, this is part of this great and glorious promise that we have. That part of the foretaste of this glory is that we are going to get new bodies. Uh, we did a teaching through the Joshua Center this week. And, and just understanding, Jesus was the first of the resurrection. He was the first. Listen, there has been no other resurrection since then. There can't be. Why? Because there's only going to be the next the next resurrection is going to be the resurrection of the dead in Christ, for they will rise first. So he was the first fruit. Jesus Christ was the first fruit of the resurrection. We will be the second round of fruit. We'll be the second harvest. So all the other people who've ever been brought back to life were resuscitated. See, to have a resurrection, you have to have a death, but you also have to have a coming back to life for eternal life. This is the heartbeat of the resurrection. Resurrection is not just you were brought back to life. That's a resuscitation. A resurrection is you were dead. Now you're brought back to life and you are going to live forevermore. Praise God. That's a resurrection. Jesus was the first fruit. We, if we're believers, adopted full rights in in the kingdom children, then we will have also these new bodies. That we be part of the, the resurrection. The first resurrection. You never want to be in the second. This is kind of a different podcast. But you don't want to be in the second resurrection. There's two resurrections. We'll, we'll talk about that later on. But you want to be in the first. The first resurrection or the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen? If we're going to die before Jesus returns, you want to make sure that you die in Christ so you can rise in Christ. Amen? So here we go. Uh, verses 24 25. We were given this hope. When we were saved. Wow. When we were saved, you were given the hope of a brand new body, whether you knew it or not, whether you needed one or not. You could have been saved at an early age and you were still uh, growing your body and still developing your body and still uh, strengthening your body. Praise be to God. We were given the hope when we were saved. And then look at this. Kind of like in my translation might be in yours. These are in parentheses. Okay. If we already have something, we don't need hope for it. Ooh. That's deep. If you already have something, you don't need to hope for it. But because we don't have a new body yet, and we have an aging, older, sometimes painful, suffering, groaning body, we hope for a new body, right? And then verse 25. "But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Some I say patiently. Some I say confidently. We are to wait patiently and confidently for a new body. Wow, this is so good! I'm gonna get new toes. Come on, <laughs> woo! That's just that's enough to just make me shout and say hallelujah. It really is. I mean, I'm gonna get brand new toes. No matter how messed up my toes are now, Marcella, guess what? You will not be held responsible. For all of eternity, just until the resurrection. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get brand new toes, guys. I'm gonna get toes that work, I'm gonna get toes that don't get bruised and broken and crippled and ten nails come off. I'm not gonna have toes that just don't work sometimes. I'm gonna have brand new toes. So yes, praise be to God. My toes help remind me of the resurrection and they help point me to the hope of the resurrection. So, I want to encourage you. What part of your body that aches and breaks... (laughs) No, apologies to Billy Ray Cyrus. Remember? Achy, breaky heart? (laughs) Come on. My achy, breaky heart? I'm not even a country fan. But my achy, breaky heart. What part of your achy, breaky body... What part of your achy, breaky body helps point you to the hope and the anticipation and the expectation... Confidently, but patiently, waiting for the foretaste, waiting for the foretaste to be fulfilled. Say foretaste is fulfilled when the resurrection happens because you and I will get a brand new body. So what part of your achy-breaky body now points you and helps you anticipate, expect, and celebrate your new resurrected body? Be blessed and celebrate well. Pastor Tim is the co-founder and teaching director of the Joshua Center, a leadership training ministry which provides deep, biblical roots to great movements of God. He's also the senior pastor of Firmers Chapel, a country church by a creek, reaching 13 countries on four different continents for Jesus and his kingdom. Join us next time as we grow deeper in the person and the power.